that good power of attorney is a great parachute. It's a great seatbelt uh, in case something happens. And then at least we have a bit of breathing room and we have someone else who can step in and do what needs to be done. Do you know what will happen to your loved ones when something happens to you? If you don't know the answer or don't like the answer, then this is the show for you. Listen up as we teach you about protecting your family legacy through better estate planning. Our family is here to protect yours. So welcome to the Complete Estate Planning Podcast with attorney Nick Rosenbauer. And here's your host, Ben George. Welcome back in to Complete Estate Planning. I'm Ben George. He is Nick Rosenbauer. He is the estate planning attorney and owner of Rosenbauer Law Office. And today we're talking about planning during an emergency. Not something you want to do. Not ideal. We always talk about getting ahead with your estate plan, getting it taken care of. Don't put it off. We love to procrastinate, but it is something that needs to be high on your list to take care of. But there are going to be situations in life where you run into an emergency, a crisis pops up that you were not prepared for. So what do you do next? How do you plan during an emergency? Nick, this is one that I know I'm sure you don't ever want to come across, but it happens. Yeah, absolutely. I have it happen on more than one occasion. And It's sad to say this, but I think it's just human nature. A lot of people like to put certain things off, estate planning being one of them, because it's frankly, it's not fun. Um, It's a rather grim topic to discuss, although it's good to have things put in place ahead of time. But there are a lot of people who will just get to it later. And sometimes when you can't get to it later and something happens right now, Um, and there's a health emergency or something like that, all of a sudden it's too late. It's all hands on deck. So there's a a number of ways to go about it. And sometimes your hand is forced, if you will. So something happens right now, you either deal with it now or you're in big trouble. Actually, speaking of emergencies, here's a freak accident for you. Um, (laughs) Yesterday, I get a call from my wife. Um, She had dropped my son off at daycare, and then she went into work. And she said that it smelled like burning and her and there was smoke coming from her engine. Well, that needs to be dealt with right away. And I had just assumed, oh, it's probably a radiator cracked or the hose busted. Yeah. And so she drives home. I run home in the middle of the day. Um, and there's oil leaking. And I said, well, I don't know what I was rooting for, but I wasn't rooting for an oil leak. And so she drives it over to the mechanic. Has to be done right now. You can't wait anymore. Right. Okay. And it turns out, listen to this. Something had punctured the oil filter. Some like rock or debris had been kicked up underneath the car on the road and punctured the oil filter. There's oil all over the place. It's burning. It's on the catalytic converter, which gets extremely hot. And the mechanic told my wife, I said, your car could have caught on fire. Yeah. So holy cow. Um, I've never heard of something ridiculous. I can't even imagine how that would have happened. Um, But here we are. And then luckily, the good thing about it was uh, all we had to, you know, the repair bill was just another oil change and wiping everything down. And we were good to go. Okay. So we think now, I mean, obviously if something bad happens this weekend, we're in bad shape, but I've uh, never heard of something like that before, but it's a perfect example. When there's smoke in the engine, you have to deal with it right now. Right. And if, you know, when we're getting back to what we're talking about here, you have a situation, 
someone fell, someone had a stroke, someone had a heart attack, they brought in hospice, someone gets told they have weeks to live, you know, something of that nature. Well, it's now or never, isn't it? Yeah. And is this something that, that you face a lot? I mean, are you working on, are you putting out, I don't want to say putting out fires because it's much more important than that for many people, but are you working in this kind of a scenario often? Well, it's more often than I'd like to because it's never fun to do. But I, I do take a number of those calls. Um, so that's something that we um, are crisis planning, if you want to call it that. Uh, I get a number of calls. And Ben, usually it's from a child who says, hey, I'm you know, the handler of the family, if you will. So the, the, kid, the kid who's helping out, taking mom to doctor's appointments, coming over every day, things like that. Something bad happens. And they say, oh, my goodness, what the heck do I do? They can't make medical decisions. They can't sign checks. The bank won't talk to them. They can't do anything. They can't sell the car because the car's not in their name. And, you know, either they say mom or dad is sick and I need to take care of things now. Or, unfortunately, a lot of times they'll say mom doesn't have very long and we're, you know, we're, we're in trouble here. What do we do? So if something like that were to happen, they call me, and, and unfortunately, it is a call we get uh, we get often. There's a lot of times we can help, not always, uh, but sometimes there's ways we can help with that. Okay. Well, there is. we're going to try to do that today, just kind of walk you through how that process is going to work. Hopefully, you're not listening to this in the middle of an emergency, but if you are, <laughs> you can always contact Nick now at CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. There is a, a schedule button there. You can click that. His phone number's there as well, but it's 513-463-6789. Um, but when you're on the website too, if you haven't gone over there before, there are a lot of resources. Ohio's Complete Guide to Estate Planning, the Estate Planning Checkup Guide, Five Essential Documents of a Complete Estate Plan. So plenty there to kind of, uh, kind of update you and educate you on this process. But this podcast, too, is a great way, I think, for you to learn about a bunch of different scenarios. We go through all those here on the show. So please subscribe if you haven't yet. All right. So this emergency situation, Nick, you know, I guess there has to be a place to start. So what, what, are, what is kind of the steps here if you do find yourself in this uh, predicament? Exactly. So if I am on a call with someone and we're in a crisis situation, the first thing you always need to ask is, does that person... Um, the person who is sick or in an emergency, do they? How's their mental? Uh, how's their mental health? Do they have the mental capacity? To, do they still know what's going on? Um, can they make decisions? Can they create and update a plan? Do they have the the mental capacity to sign a new document? So, if obviously this is an easy one, if the answer is yes, they're still aware, they're still cognizant. We need to talk to them and get direction from them, and we need to get things done as soon as possible and get it signed. I've done hospital visits. I've done nursing home visits. Uh, I've done emergency quick turnarounds where people, I say, get your butt in here on my lunch break, and it's going to be a drive-by. I'm just going to squeeze you in. So obviously, if the, that's the easy one, well, relatively speaking, compared to the rest of these, but if we have the ability to get it done, that's the way to go about it. Um, now, that certainly begs the question, Ben, um, what if that person does not have the mental capacity? Maybe they had a stroke or they have dementia. Their mental capacity is not there. Then the next thing we do is what plan, what documents do they have in place, if anything? Do they have a will? 
Do they have a trust? Do they have something that directs the inheritance plan after they pass? If they do, what does it say? And is that okay? Is that acceptable? Um, So if it says equal shares to the kids, well, we might be okay. It might actually go the way we want it to. Not always sure, but that's that's the next step. Also, we look, um, is there a valid uh, power of attorney document in place uh, that gives someone the authority to make decisions, financial decisions on their behalf? Um, and it's not just any old power of attorney, Ben. Most of these, you know, kind of downloaded, you know, recycled templates and junk documents. Ohio and most states have very specific laws that are very restrictive. So if the document doesn't have specific language in specific ways, then you'll have a lot of times where you can't do what needs to be done. And what am I talking about specifically? Um, does the power of attorney give the person the ability to update a plan, create a trust? modify a trust, update the beneficiaries, make a gift. So most of these powers of attorneys are junk, don't have that ability. Um, but our, So our backup to the client being able to make decisions themselves is do we have someone else who has the legal authority to do everything? And sometimes we do, but, but all too often, Ben, the answer to both of those may be no. Uh, In which case, we don't really have the legal authority for someone to act on behalf of the person who's in a crisis. And then the next thing to look at, obviously, you know, we, we, you know, we, we hope for the best, but kind of going down the list here and planning for the worst is what accounts, what assets are we dealing with here? What do they have? And then how are they owned or how are they titled? Okay. So let's use myself for an example. Let's say I get sick and I have a a major stroke. Well, are there accounts that just say Nick Rosenbauer and no one else on there? That's not good. Uh, What if it's a joint account that says Nick and Alicia Rosenbauer? Um, Well, then the joint owner can help, okay? Because if I can't do anything, at least Alicia, co-owner, can still access things. We might have a bailout there. Next thing to look at, are there any current accounts that have a beneficiary designation, or a transfer payable on death. So some sort of instructions that say, when I die, this person steps in and takes over for me um, or receives something. Okay, is that good enough? Maybe we can work with that. Um, Another thing is, what if there is a trust in place? And this is one of the great things about a trust, Ben. If the Nick and Alicia Rosenbauer Trust own this account, then we just have the next person up who's the next person up to be in charge of the trust because I'm sick and I can't be in charge anymore. We hand them the keys and then we're okay. Okay. So that's one of the good things about a trust is you can have a backup step in whenever the person gets ill. The opposite of that, of course, we may have things that are stuck, in which case, unfortunately, Ben, I've had times where I've I've had to tell people there's nothing we can do. Uh, at this point. I don't like to say that, and I like to find ways to get around it, but once in a great while, uh, there's nothing we can do, and there's no real way to get around it. Well, this is what's going to ask. Is there any kind of, I mean, when you're in this crisis, um, is there a best practice on how to go about this? Right. So the best thing to do if the person who is ill has mental capacity is to make sure we have a well-done fully updated power of attorney document that allows them to do 
that allows one of the children, spouse, whoever's going to be the caretaker here, that allows them to do everything that needs to be done. Beneficiary designation, gift, set up a trust, change an inheritance plan, what have you. So even if someone is okay right now, if they take a turn for the worse tomorrow, someone has the authority to step in and handle it. So we're not necessarily skating on thin ice anymore. Um, so I always like to make sure that we have that if we can get it, of course. Now, and this is something that, that attorneys will differ on, but if the person who has a health issue still has the mental capacity and understanding, I like to involve them as much as humanly possible. I don't like to just say, hey, Mr. Smith, we're going to get a power of attorney. Let your daughter Sally be in charge of everything and then don't talk to him anymore. If I can have a conversation with him and confirm things with him and make sure that I know what he wants, that's always better. But kind of as a backup, I like to, that that good power of attorney is a great parachute. It's a great seatbelt in case something happens. And then at least we have a bit of breathing room and we have someone else who can step in and do what needs to be done. Gotcha. How often do you run across the issue of, uh, of people trying to kind of take matters in their own hands in terms of, um, hey, I think I know what's best. Like, I, maybe, oh maybe, maybe, you know, they oh didn't boy. mean to, to give you this or they didn't really want this. Maybe they, you know, they, they don't talk to you as much anymore. It, you know, they, you know, that, that shouldn't be included. That's that type of thing. Yeah, that's a problem, Ben. I'm glad you brought that up. We have situations where one of the children usually will try to advance their own thoughts and their own wishes, even if it's not necessarily what mom or dad would want. Um, So I need to make sure, you know, in my situation, if we're talking about me falling ill, that what I want or what I wanted is what we're going is going to be you know, the North Star for us. It's not up to the kids to change the inheritance plan or cut someone out or say, you know what, dad, dad has been, you know, he already gave my deadbeat brother a lot of money, so he's not going to get any more. We need to cut him out. Or he, you know, my, my, my stepbrother doesn't talk to him anymore. He's out of the picture, so we don't want him to get anything. Well, that, that can be really dangerous. And here's the thing, Ben, sometimes their concerns are valid. So their concerns may be legitimate. You know, it, it very well may be what they're saying is true, but it is not up to them. You know, if we can't talk to the, the actual person who has gotten ill, and if they don't understand what's going on and they cannot communicate to me, yes, that is what I want. I don't want my younger son to get an inheritance anymore. I need that change. It is not the older son. It is not the other children's job to Monday morning quarterback or change the inheritance plan. So that's something that I I tell people to be careful about. I tell attorneys to be careful about that. Um, And then also I've had times where the good child, if you will, the child who's taking the lead here and trying to make sure mom and dad are taken care of, while being well-intentioned, I tell them to make sure that there's a fine line between making sure mom and dads are taken care of and their wishes are carried out and making a change to what you think is right. And, and you understand the difference there, Ben. And it's yeah. a fine line, um, but I don't, I don't really like to change any sort of inheritance plan 
uh, unless the person who owns the money, unless mom or dad in most situations uh, understands what's going on and they can tell me. So, Ben, you're not allowed to tell me that your parents want to change the inheritance plan to give it all to you, if that makes sense. Right. It does make sense. It does. Well, hopefully nobody listening finds themselves in this situation, facing an emergency, staring down a crisis. But if you do, hopefully this will kind of help you understand uh, the steps to take, hopefully help you think a little bit clearer, because we know it can be in a very emotional time. It can be hard to kind of work yourself through this process. But again, that's why you want to rely on an estate planning attorney, have somebody in your corner that can help you out with this process. And it's better to get ahead of these things so that you you don't have to go through this emergency on your own. If you do want to learn more, visit CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. That is Nick's website, CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. There's a big button on the front that you can request your consultation right now uh, for your family. And go ahead and sit down and have Nick on your side and let him start looking through your situation and help you develop an estate plan that, that covers your needs and your wishes as well. Yeah, Nick, I mean, this is it's not a fun conversation, but I think this one's necessary. And hopefully, uh, you know, nobody is in this position, but if they are, hopefully this does help. Yeah, absolutely. And regardless, I always say, and Ben, you and I say this on our show all the time, don't wait till the last minute. Don't wait till the last minute because it's tough to make these decisions under pressure. A lot of things can go wrong. It makes a stressful situation even more stressful. But If we're in that situation and it's too late to plan ahead of time, time is not on your side. You need to call an attorney as soon as possible and let them know everything. Let them know what's going on and be honest with them. It's just like the doctor. If you tell the doctor all the symptoms, as soon as you feel sick, the doctor has a better chance of fixing it and treating you than waiting to the last minute or withholding things from the doctor. Um, So sooner the better. Um, And another thing, um, separately, find the estate planning documents and keep good records. Um, Because when you need to find information, you don't want to be ruffling through the the cabinets in the basement, and you don't want it to take three days to find the deed, the bank statement, and the copy of mom's old will. So just a couple things there. If you're in a crisis situation, don't wait any longer, because every day that you wait is another day that it's less likely this can get fixed. Well, thanks as always, Nick, for taking us through this. Again, please subscribe to the show. We have a new episode every two weeks, and you don't want to miss a single conversation we have. And hopefully, if you do know somebody that wants to learn more about estate planning, you'll share this with them as well. Let them know about the podcast. Nick, thanks for the time. Absolutely, Ben. Always a pleasure. Enjoy your weekend. The Complete Estate Planning Podcast is brought to you by the Rosenbauer Law Office, based in Westchester, Ohio, and serving the entire Cincinnati area. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode. Just search for Complete Estate Planning with Nick Rosenbauer to find us or visit CincinnatiEstatePlan.com to listen to past episodes, to contact Nick, and to learn more about protecting your family legacy. That's CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. This show is for informational purposes only and does not provide any legal advice. Information on this show may not constitute the most up-to-date legal information. Please do not act or refrain from acting based solely on anything you hear on this show. This show does not form any attorney-client relationship with the Rosenbauer Law Office, LLC. Please seek the counsel of a qualified attorney before addressing your own estate planning needs.